so I didn't know where my place was. I felt out of place and it was something that to me was a shame that I carried for years and years. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in Season 3, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15 verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Doris Swift has long felt a calling from God. Even when life was hard, she knew he was there. From an unplanned teen pregnancy, to difficult life choices, to people trying to discourage her. Even when detractors told her no, she knew her message would be called Fierce Calling, which turned into a podcast. Doris tells women how to forgive themselves of past mistakes. Here's Doris. Doris, hi. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I am excited to be here, and I love that uh, your podcast is about joy. It just touches my heart. It's like one of the things that I love to talk about. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to hear that. I've been I've been really thinking about this lately. Um, my podcast just is about to celebrate. Uh, well, it has has been a year, but I've been thought I've been thinking about um, just why was it on joy in the first place? And this is not about me. This is about you today, but just, I'm glad to hear you say that because I really, really strongly believe that God wants us just to understand that it is so important for us to walk in our joy. And that does not mean being happy all the time. Right. And so I just get such a strong feeling that he wants us to explore that and understand that. So I'm glad to hear that you agree. So that's a Mm -hmm. good thing. (laughs) Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Doris, I'm really happy to have you here today because there's just so much about you, I think, that really applies to to what we've just done, you know, been talking about joy and what you and what you were doing um, to really call women out of, um, you know, of themselves and of the places that they are at right now and understanding that God has a place for them. So, Doris, you're a speaker and you're an author and you're the host of the Fierce Calling podcast. And I love that title because I love your focus on really pulling women out from where they are and letting them know that they have every woman of God has a fierce calling. And um, that's really awesome. And so um, thank you definitely for doing that. I think that you're providing uh, so much for, uh, for Christian women. And so I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. So today I, I want I want you to share that message and I want for our audience to get to know you a little bit better uh, and, and, and also to understand why you started the podcast. So tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. Well, I was born in New Jersey and then I moved to Florida in ninth grade with my parents and my sister. I have one sibling, a lovely sister. And it 
there's a part of my story that is a a difficult season, which is that I experienced a teen pregnancy Mm. and I, it was just, it was something where I met this person at work and he was a little bit older. And at that point I was in high school and I, I think I was just a little disillusioned with everything going on, you know, drama and, you know, some of my friends had moved away and were no longer in school and everything. So so, so that happened and we were engaged, but we never actually got married because there were some things that happened. And I, I really, I definitely know, and I truly believe and God has affirmed it, that he intervened and said that I did not have to marry this person after finding some things out that were a little unpleasant. And so that was not the person I was meant to marry. So after I started working at a bank, which I thought was just going to be for temporarily part-time, uh, turned out to be almost 30 years later that I'm leaving the bank. Uh, I met my husband because he was the son of the assistant manager at the time. So I met my husband and you know I, I had a beautiful baby boy, Michael, who I thought at first was going to be a girl. So I had the name Lisa all picked out and then it was a boy and I was, he, he was a boy. And I was like, wait, I don't have a name for a boy. But anyway, so that was an, a hard experience for me because as a teen, I didn't feel like I fit in any longer with my friends. You know, they were going out and doing things and they tried to include me in different things, but I also didn't feel like an adult yet. I was still young. And so I didn't know where my place was. I felt out of place and it, it was something that to me was a shame that I carried for years and years. I didn't feel ashamed of my baby. I always want to make that clear. I always loved and wanted to show him off. And you know, my friends thought he was adorable, but they didn't understand what it was like because then they can go home and do their own thing. And I'm up all night, you know, and my mom and dad were wonderful and they helped me with different things and my sister and my whole family came around me really. And, you know, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, my cousin, and it it was just an interesting experience, but it just, it made me into part of who I am today. And so when I met Jesus, probably in 1985, uh, I always loved God and knew about God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and but I, I really, really, truly met Jesus in about in 1985, and He became my Lord and Savior in my everything, you know, and central in my life. And so that is when I heard the message that we no longer have to walk in any kind of shame. We can throw off shame because Jesus shamed shame when He went to the cross. Mm. So that's a little bit about the beginning of my story. And that's really, that's really powerful. And how old were you when you met Jesus? I met Jesus. Let's see. That would have been, um, I was in my early twenties. And so I, we got married, Brian and I got married in 1984 and it was probably a year later we started attending or I did, I started attending a different church with my family. And that's when I actually heard the message of salvation because I never actually remembered hearing the gospel in the churches that I had attended or grew up in, you know, just kind of laid out, like actually making a decision. It was just something that you just assumed 
you were just born that way, you know, like, plus I'm Italian. So it's like, okay, you're Italian, you're Christian, you know, and, but you're not automatically, you have to make that decision. So that's when I made it. It was in my early twenties. So it's been a long time with Jesus. <laughs> no, no, that, that's great. And you are right. It is a choice. God has given all of this to us or let's put it like this. He's made it available to us, mm-hmm. but we do have to choose to follow him. We do have to choose to take it. And so you're so right there. Yeah. Yes. If you're listening to the show, you're already a member of the Positively Joy family. But now you can actually join our new membership levels and support the show while getting bonus content and free merch. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to learn more. All right. So you have this beautiful baby boy. You met the love of your life now. Got a stable job. All that's great. Now, I know you've also been in ministry for over 30 years. So you've been, you've had a place in the church, especially after, after you were saved. Yes. Um, so, so, you know, walking it forward to today, you know, wh- what, uh, tell us about when you started the podcast and what prompted you or compelled you um, that you, you know, to, to say, I need to do this. Yeah. Well, uh, like you said, I found Jesus and I was walking with him for a long time, been in ministry for 30 years. And uh, you know, and then Brian and I had a, a beautiful daughter. And so I have these two children that are young and I'm working full time. And I, I, I began in, in children's ministry, really. But it was probably I, maybe around 20, I don't know, 2012. I left when I left the bank in 2010. And then I started a blog and I started at first. It was going to be just about family and just recording family stuff. And then it turned into a blog to encourage women. And I felt very drawn to especially women. Now we're all broken because we live in a broken world. You know, we're all sinners saved by grace. But I was especially drawn to brokenness in the lives of women. And oftentimes because where they've been, what they've done or what's been done to them, they feel like they're discounted from being used by God. And they are wrapped up in their circumstances and they don't see that they can be used and that they have been given gifts. And I was blessed to actually have an opportunity to work as a a client advocate at a pregnancy center, which was probably the beginning of me ministering to young women and women of all ages who have found themselves faced with a crisis pregnancy. So that's where I kind of began ministering. And then I felt strong about, I always wanted to write books. I loved writing and I got into Book Proposal Academy, which Chad Allen heads up. And I started writing a book proposal and we were trying to come up with the name and all of that because knowing that if you're going to go traditional, now I did self-publish a book in 2016 called Goodbye Regret, Forgiving Yourself of Past Mistakes. And I mainly did it as a resource, a ministry resource tool. And I have given that to different women that I have counseled with. But this, I thought, I, you know, I really felt God leading me to go the traditional publishing route. I mean, it wasn't anything to where there's, you know, self-publishing isn't amazing because it is. But I just felt that way. So I wrote this book proposal, Fierce Calling, and I did polls and asked 
all kinds of women that I knew and, and my ladies uh, Bible study that I was leading. What does that mean to you? Does that resonate with you? And hands down, every time I put it up against another title, that one always came out on top. So I thought, okay, this is going to be, this is the concept of my book. So I wanted to share the stories of women who are overcoming their circumstances and starting ministries or becoming part of ministries or going into missions or something that they never thought they probably would have done. And you probably experience this too when you interview women that oftentimes women are doing things now they never aspired to do. It's just something God, here you go, you know, and (laughs) that is very cool. And so I felt um, driven to do this book. And so I wrote the proposal and all that. And it, you know, it, there's something about calling that I guess in the publishing world, it's, it's kind of a saturated, you know, there's a lot of books on calling. So when I presented it to a couple of different agents and, you know, even Chad too, but he, he definitely wanted to work with me because I, I wanted that title. They, it didn't resonate with them, but in the meantime, I was feeling drawn to do a podcast. My friend years ago had said, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, what, what, what would I do a podcast about? And she said, just you know, read your blog posts or something. I don't know. So, um, you know, April encouraged me to do that, but I never did. So it came to a point where I thought, oh, okay, I need to really bring this concept to life, this book concept to life. So I'm going to pray about it. And I felt God leading me to begin a podcast with the same concept so that they could actually hear what the book was about. Because, you know, you have these elevator pitches and all of that. You have to come up with like, just listen to the podcast. That's the book. You know, and so that's what I really thought God was doing. But it turns out it was really about the podcast because the book took a whole different turn into the joy arena. And, you know, still a lot of it is all intertwined. That's how the podcast began as a book concept, but it really is standing alone on its own. And it's just been an amazing blessing. And God just equips us. Oh, he certainly does. And you just said, you just said that, isn't it funny how um, women are doing things now that they never imagined we would do. Mm -hmm. And I think if you asked us, you know, we would say, okay, Lord, if I had my choice of going from point A to point B, you know, where I was and getting to where you want me to be, then just take me down that straight line. <laughs> if, you know, and the other choice is to just kind of go, you know, twisty, turny, all these different, you know, things that we that we do have to go through. Mm-hmm. Now we would choose point A to point B. But of course he never chooses that. And of course I think that's because he knows that we learn so much on the journey. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so the fact that, you know, the book Fierce Calling turned into so many, you know, other turned into podcasts and other pieces, you know, of of existing books now, um, it's just, that's how it was supposed to be. But we just don't know that. And I, I'm, I imagine that you did learn a lot about yourself and about what you really felt like he was calling you to do in that journey, in that process. Yes, definitely. Because when we put our entire trust in him and surrender, because surrender is so key. And especially 
when you are writing and you're putting your work out there, some worldly things could try to creep in, you know, trying to be accepted, trying to get enough followers, trying to be somebody or make a name so that we will be accepted. But it comes down to we're here to know Jesus and make him known. So he is the one we're to make famous. He's the one we're to talk about. And sometimes things can creep up and become idols in our lives and we don't even realize it. And then we have to stop. And I've had to do this so many times, but it just does something like in the supernatural realm, something activates. God says, okay, now we can get down to business and continue partnering in my kingdom work because you've put that aside instead of putting it in front of me, you know, and where I'm supposed to be. Cause I've, I've had to say that it's like, Lord, if you want me to just lay all this down, I am so sorry. I don't ever want to lose my vision or that you gave me to minister to women. I don't want to ever forget why I was even called to this in the first place. And it was to minister to women, not necessarily have a podcast or write books and, you know, all of these things make connections and network and everything, which is important. And it's amazing because you meet a lot of wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ, but it just sometimes can get bigger than life. And we have to pull back and go, I'm sorry, Lord, it's all up to you. And I surrender this. If you want me to lay it all down and walk away, I will do it today. And when he knows that we are really serious about that because he knows our heart, then things start moving. (laughs) Really amazing. You're so right. And that's a really important lesson, you know, not just for podcasters or bloggers or authors, but for a lot of people who can get caught up in things. And, you know, whatever you choose, there's a lot to do. And so we were just talking about editing our podcasts and things like that. And we can get caught up in that minutiae. And not this overhead, you know, thousand mile high picture that God has and understanding exactly what he wants. But, but what I do know, and I know what you do know, is that, is that he wants us to communicate his message, his message of love and joy and grace, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're doing. But you're right. We can get caught up in some stuff and we have to, we have to be very mindful of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so the podcast and and the work that you do, uh, really really love that you are focusing on women, and and women who can be broken, and um, you know what are what's the primary message the primary message that you think you that you've tried to deliver um, when you are interviewing people on the podcast? Hmm. Well, that's a great question, that And the the mission of the podcast is to allow women to hear these stories because we're all connected by our stories and when they can hear these stories about women who have struggled who maybe are still going through a struggle maybe are still going through a trial yet god can bring us to a place where he can use us and where we can use our gifts that he's given us to impact the world for christ so I want the message to be 
the message that God has given, whereas he wants his daughters to walk in freedom, to throw off shame, to face down fear in his name, you know, with his help and to walk in their calling so they can use their gifts to impact the world for Christ. Because when we hear that, it can sound intimidating, but the world could be that woman in the grocery store or that neighbor across the street, or it doesn't have to be an overwhelming task. We are called to a particular person at a particular time in these divine appointments. So I really want to encourage women and I want them to realize that it's not just something that, oh, she can do that, but I can't do it because the whole comparison thing, you know, can really get to us, but we can do the same kind of things, but we do it uniquely because we're, we're uniquely made by God, you know, made in his image, fearfully, wonderfully made. And we, we both might have the same spiritual gift, but we use it differently. So there's a place at the table for every woman. And I just pray that the podcast reaches the hearts of women to encourage them to take action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, because that's usually where their calling lies. Because that could be an intimidating word calling, you know, what is that? But it's, it, you know, it could be different in different seasons and God will make it known when we seek him and ask. So where the passion and compassion intersect. I really like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are women out there and when they are looking at women already doing the kingdom work, they're they're listening to podcasts like yours and they're even listening to the guests who are on the show. Mm-hmm. And one thing in common, I believe, is that women, that these women have, have learned to be comfortable with their testimony. You just told us about your teen pregnancy. Um, someone else might talk about, you know, a miscarriage or having to deal with, uh, you know, a, a psychological disorder um, or how and how they got through that or an addiction or various things. Um, understanding, understanding that testimony really kind of helps tell the story. But I think that there are some women who, for whatever reason, feel like they're not deserving to do that. They can't do that. They're too ashamed of it. They'd be embarrassed if people knew. Um, how can, like, what would you say to those women? That's a great question, Yvette, too. And a great point that you're making, because that is really the purpose, is to encourage those women, the ones that feel like they are not worthy, they have no value, they're discounted, to do anything to glorify God and, and serve others. and I am a lay counselor as well, and I went to school for counseling. So I've met with a lot of women who feel this way. And what they would really need to do is go to the Lord and to seek his face and seek his forgiveness, maybe for some you know, sin that might be in their lives, or maybe there's someone that they have not forgiven. Maybe there's something within them that is causing them to feel that they can't walk forward in their walk with Christ because they're they're stuck somewhere. And there's things that they can look at. And if they don't really know what it is, because a lot of times there's things that happen in the past that they may not even connect it being why they're struggling today. And that's something the Holy Spirit can reveal. 
And another thing too is women will hear the, our guests on our podcast and go, wow, okay, well, you know, she's an author. She did this, she did that. And, you know, I totally understand that. We've all had those feelings creep up. But when we think about it, nobody could really do any of it without God. Because if we're able to do it in our own strength, then it's not really worth doing. So we all need to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, God will lead us in that direction. And when a woman might say, well, I heard her testimony. She overcame all this stuff, you know, maybe uh, some major addiction that she came out of. But I, I like to encourage women that before we met Jesus, we were pretty addicted to ourself. Everything is about self now, even in the world. It's very self. And I'm, I don't mean that self-care isn't important because self-care is important and God wants us to rest and care for our bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit. but Everybody has a story and we don't want to compare our testimonies and think that one is any less than the other because there's nothing that we can do or not do that can make God love us any more or any less. And he has a purpose and a plan for each, each person, each woman. So that's how I would encourage them that when we are looking at shame and those kind of things that we can redirect our focus outward. Because when we start to serve, when we ask forgiveness and just ask God to just cleanse all that away, it tries to come back on us. But when we redirect our focus to serve others, it kind of distracts us from focusing on all the stuff that's wrong with us. You know, it's like, there's there's nothing wrong with us, really. We're we're sinners saved by grace, and you know, when we start really picking ourselves apart we're really spending too much time. It can be an, become an idol, just like good things. You know, it, all kinds of things can become an idol when we put it before God. Mm, that's so true. And I love this comparison that you're talking about. For the longest time, I, I, you know, I, this is mostly an interview show. I do uh, have some solo episodes where I try to tell a message, but uh, I think for like, like a lot of women, I was going through imposter syndrome. You know, my testimony is not as good as that person's. It's not as important as that person's. Yeah. And that's 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 a real thing I've had to had to walk through. Yeah. Um, understanding that my testimony is my testimony because God gave it to me. And obviously he's given me something within that testimony, within that message, that is going to help another person out there. And I just need to really sit with him and pray and ask him to speak through me to deliver that message, whatever he has. Because every time we go before the mic, he's delivering whatever he needs to through us, right? But right. comparison, comparison is evil. I mean, it really is. And it's something that I have had to walk through, yeah. Yeah. And well, my friend Amber, you know, she has the Grace Enough podcast. She yes. has a different take on comparison, which is very healthy and good. But oftentimes we're the other way around. And when you talked about, imposter syndrome, that is so key because people don't realize that even the the best, biggest name people in the world, like they suffer from different things like this, imposter syndrome. But I feel like we need to just flip imposter syndrome on its head because imposter syndrome is really a thing because when we're trying to be someone 
that we're not or someone that God didn't create us to be, that's an imposter to who he wants us to be. So when we're walking in his will, when we're walking and we are seeking his guidance and walking in the spirit, we are who we are meant to be. We are walking in our true identity, our real life, and we're not imposters when we do that. So. Oh, yes. Yes. No, I love that. I love, let's flip it on its head. Let's do it. Yeah, because that is something I think too many women and men uh, suffer from. So yeah, crazy. But I love that. I love that. Um, one thing you do that I think is very interesting and unique is to, if someone is finding it difficult to have joy to walk in their joy, you say, let's give it a name. What threatens to steal your joy. Talk about that a little bit because I think that's really interesting. Yes. It is very important to name what it is that threatens to steal our joy because our joy really, when we're in Christ, our joy really can't be stolen. It's supernatural. God deposits it in us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm -hmm. Uh, His joy is in us that our joy may be full. So it it is a God thing. And nobody can take it away from us. But we feel oftentimes because we let our emotions kind of run crazy, which emotions aren't bad. They can be indications of things that we need to really address. But they they can really make us feel like our joy is gone because we think of joy as being happy, which that's not the same thing. But when, when we walk in Jesus' joy, we... We can know for a fact that nothing can be stolen from us. And it is so important to name what we feel like is threatening to steal our joy. Because until I tell the story about, uh, it's not a very uplifting story, but uh, I, when I was in banking, I was in a couple of bank robberies. And there was one particular one that was more traumatic I mean, they're all traumatic, but this one was more of kind of like a takeover or, you know, you would think of it as a different type of than just somebody passing you a note. And it's just, it was so important because they came to threaten to steal, not only threaten to steal our joy that day, but threaten to steal money and whatever else. And it wasn't really probably their intention to hurt anybody or steal our joy. They just wanted money. So they stole it. And then they're gone. But until the police can identify who the perpetrators are, they can't be dealt with. They can't be held accountable for what they've done. Things cannot be recovered because sometimes the enemy does try to take things from us, but Mm -hmm. God will restore those things. So that's what I kind of equate that story as an analogy to our joy stealers that it is very important to put a name to things. God God feels like names are very important too because he calls us by name. He renamed people in the Bible, which redirected their entire purpose, like Abraham and Sarah and the different people in the Bible that when he changed their name, it matched their purpose. Even Jesus, Mary and Joseph, both at different times were told that Jesus was supposed to be called Jesus. 
And thankfully the angel did it so that they don't have to, you know, argue over what to name the baby, but they knew that it was supposed to be his name. And, and because that name is powerful and it's linked to his purpose, his character and all of that. So names are so important. So once we are able to name our joy stealers or what's threatening to steal our joy, then we can work through an exercise of how to surrender it. At a women's event, uh, one time I asked the women to write down what threatened to steal their joy on a little slip of pink paper, come up front, deposit it into a just a plain box and take up a white carnation as a symbolism of receiving God's peace and his joy in exchange for what was threatening to steal their joy. And the things that were written on those slips of paper were heartbreaking, but it was amazing how many women were willing to do that when they could write it down and it was all anonymous, but God knew who they were. And I just prayed that they would not take those back, but it was a powerful thing because they came in that day with those burdens on their back. We never know what someone else is going through. So it is powerful and purposeful to recognize name. And if you don't know what it is to ask the Holy spirit to reveal it is what I like to say. And then that way you can present it to God. You can surrender it to God and he can bring you through it. And there's some things that we can change with God's help. There's some things that maybe we can change, you know, if we seek his will, but there's some things we can't change because sometimes it's somebody else and only God can change it. So there's different things that can threaten to steal our joy, but we just have to recognize what it is and then we can go forward with it. There's, you know, women who have struggled with past abuse in their life and they may not even realize that those are the things that are causing these other behaviors to manifest which are really the symptoms of a deeper wound. So when we get to the wound and we can take the root out and then it can start to heal and God could heal us. So we're looking for healing. Mm, so that. true. So true. No, I love that. I think that you're right. We can't, we, there can be a time where we, we know we're just not complete, but we don't know why. And we maybe, maybe we're not even in our mind thinking that it has anything to do with joy or robbing our joy, but we just know something's not right. We're not complete. But, but once we understand that something is getting in the way of us being that full, complete um, brother or sister in Christ, Mm -hmm. what is it? Someone's something or someone stealing that joy. And I think this idea of naming it, because when you name it, it's like, it's more concrete. Uh, it's, It's like a real thing that you can, you know, if not hold in your hand, but just, you know, it, it just becomes more real to you. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really, really smart. Um, you're a smart lady and you have a lot of uh, smart advice to give to people. We talked about uh, the work that you've done in your earlier books and you have uh, an ebook or resource on your website that I'd like mm-hmm. to share with people. Tell us a little bit about that and how they can get it. Oh yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. One of them is, in a, are you talking about step out of your doubt and into your calling? Yes. Yes, that is just a free ebook. It's a PDF. It's a very easy, quick read. It's not overwhelming at all. And it does share a little bit of my gray story in it, my testimony. And it's just to encourage women to walk forward in their calling and just step out of their doubt because 
the enemy wants to tell us all these lies and sometimes it's ourselves doing it, but there is an enemy of our soul that sometimes we forget that he is just as real as God. And he wants to take us down because he knows that we can be effective for the furtherance of the kingdom. And he doesn't want that to happen. Although, you know, he knows his end because he knows the word, but you know, I don't know. The whole thing is just that we need to focus on God and to not allow the enemy to keep us from walking forward in our calling. And so the doubts that we feel, know that they're normal, they're normal to feel those things. But when we start dwelling on things for too long a time, then there is a problem with that. So we really need to do that whole surrender. And hopefully the book will bless your listeners, I hope it will. And I and I would love if they would reach out to me and let me know, you know, how it might have helped them. Okay. And they can get that at your website and tell us what that is. Yes. If you go to dariswift.com and you can just scroll right down to the bottom of the page. I have some of the, you know, giveaways that you get for free. And I do a monthly encouraging email. I don't like to bombard people with 10 million emails in their email inbox because I know right now that's my struggle, threatening to steal my drawing, all of these emails that I need to clear out. So I don't like to do that to other people. So it's just once a month. And what I do is I try to recap uh, maybe some of the podcast episodes they might have missed. I like to do a devotional to encourage them and to share some cool things that I might have come across, like maybe a recipe or something crafty and I'm not crafty at all. So it has to be easy. And so, you know, things that I was delighted by and I like to share that. So they would also get that, but they don't have to, they can unsubscribe if they want to, but I, I pray that the free resource will bless them. No, I I'm sure it will. I love that. Well, you, you and I feel the same way. Um, my newsletter is monthly as well. And even though sometimes there's more I want to say, or I want to reach back out to people, I'm like, no, I'm, I don't want to bombard them. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, and I like what you, what you have. It's, uh, you know, it's, it goes beyond, it goes beyond the, the faith into, into just lifestyle. And while I think that faith surrounds everything, um, it's nice that you have recipes and crafts. I love to Bible journal. I don't know if you love to do that. And sometimes I will share uh, some Bible journaling on there. So yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And what about What about social media? Where can we find you? Well, I do have a Facebook page called Walking Deeper. And that was my original blog name was Walking Deeper. And then it transitioned to to my name. And now it's like the Fierce Calling podcast. But it is uh, Walking Deeper with Doris Swift. And I like to post encouraging things there and share important things there and news and, and inspiration and, you know, different things that can encourage the women that follow that page. And you can also find me on Instagram at Dara Susan Swift. And I'm at Twitter at Doris S. Swift. I'm not there often, but I do go over there and I do share my podcast episodes. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So you can just Google my name and it should come up. But the links that are to all of the different social media sites will also be on my website. Excellent. Well, Doris, this has been a delight with a capital D. Thank you so much for, for sharing 
uh, your testimony, your message with us and just spending some time with us today. Thank you. It's been such a joy. (laughs) I love that word. It's just, yeah, it's everywhere. But I do. I love that word joy because we, we just are sisters in Christ and we're called to the same thing to, you know, further the kingdom of God and we're partnering together. We're the church. So it's just been a blessing and a pleasure to be on your podcast. I'm looking forward to having you on mine too. I would love to. I would love to. We'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Good. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to positivelyjoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also on the website, go to the talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.